The jump man struggling to jump, he was so out of shape. Pauline kidnapped atop the girders, stolen by an ape. Breaks every rule not quite written by platformers of later days. But if you enjoy great frustration, by all means, join the fray. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah. Me too. I miss my NES. Hi. <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games. But I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Games like Star Fox, Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Echo the Dolphin, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Castlevania Bloodline, Super Metroid, Shining Force, Balloon Fight, Punch Out, Sonic 2, F Zero, Banjo Kazooie, Tetris, Pokemon Snap, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a podcasters assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network. A podcast where we peel away the veneer of nostalgia and play some unnecessarily difficult video games just because our friends are playing them too. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Fantastic. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. Yeah, that sounds good. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash superswitchclub now to learn more. Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis is the best video game ever. I disagree. It's a very good game, but I think Donkey Kong is the best game ever. Donkey Kong sucks. You know something? You suck. It's on, like Donkey Kong. My favorite game, 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 game was one I played in the arcade, cade, cade, cade. Those flaming barrels were a pain, 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 pain. The first is still my favorite stage, 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 stage. DK, and he lived on and on and on. It's the return of Donkey Kong. Hello there, Super Switch Club listeners. It is I, Josh, also known as Mushroom Comics from Mushroom Comics' audio-only Let's Plays. Hey, this is Zach from the Neatcast, Jeff and Cultured, uh, Podcasters Assemble, and, and other things, like Super Switch Club. This is Eric Slater from Epic Fails of History, Too Young for This Trek, and Podcasters Assemble. G'day, it's Elise. This is Frost. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Hey there, it is Kazla25, I'm a YouTuber and Twitch streamer. Hey, uh, it's Mike from Mike's Unedited Let's Plays. Hello there, this is Douglas Kong, co-host of an Xbox Game Pass podcast called Game Game Pass. Now entering our eighth month of no episodes because of being busy. But you can find me here on Super Switch Club. Hey, this is The One. And occasionally on Podcasters Assemble. And I get to I get to talk about a game today because it's an NES classic, which is all that I have. Donkey Kong. Hi, I'm Jay, and I'm excited to be back for season six of the Super Switch Club podcast. And we're here for the first segment of the Super Switch Club speedrun season, where we will be speedrunning a short game from each system on the Nintendo Switch Virtual Console. Covering the Nintendo Entertainment System. And to kick things off today, it is on like Donkey Kong. And we're here to talk about Donkey Kong for the NES. My least favorite Mario game out of maybe four Mario games I've ever played. Yeah, you know, the original amazing jump man over the barrel fighting the giant gorilla. Yeah, this this is the one. Okay, this is my first NES game. How exciting. It's fine. I am here today to talk about Donkey Kong for the NES. It's also the first Mario game I've ever played. Probably the first Mario game a lot of people played that are my age. Donkey Kong for the NES. What is there to say about Donkey Kong? What can you really say about Donkey Kong? It's going to be a short entry. 
we're playing the NES port of Nintendo's 1981 arcade classic. The original Donkey Kong is iconic. It's, I guess, a classic? It's undoubtedly an arcade classic. It's an integral part of video game history. It's the start of platformers as we know them. Um, it's not a great game by my standards. It's a milestone in video game history, and I absolutely adore it for that. You know, as a staple of old arcades, very historically relevant. Unfortunately, this is an inferior version of the game. There's only three levels. The arcade game is the best version. On the positive, though, you don't have to keep pumping in quarters to play this game, or buy an arcade cabinet and set it to free play. So there's a trade-off. So there's not a lot to this game. Yeah, there's not really a lot to Donkey Kong. You jump over barrels. Climb ladders. You run around, you jump over barrels, you climb ladders. You know, you get stuck on the ladders sometimes. I do. And you jump over little fire guys and you climb up ladders. And that is it. And you'd go through four levels trying to rescue, was it Pauline, I think? It was It was your girlfriend from the giant uh, gorilla at the top of the stage. All to rescue a girl from a giant gorilla named Donkey Kong. And he would continue to throw barrels or jumpy things, uh, the fire guys. There'd be different um, tactics he would try to use to, to thwart you. But you'd eventually make it over the four levels and rescue your, your girlfriend and you'd beat Donkey Kong, and oh, it's it's great. It was a nice, easy arcade game. Playing the game was very interesting. So I just tried playing Donkey Kong for the first time in over a decade, and I am not good at it. I was definitely terrible at this game as a kid. And by easy, I mean you didn't have to spend hours playing it like the Ninja Turtles arcade game, which uh, is still one of my favorite arcade games, but you could bang this thing out in like 15 minutes if you knew what you were doing, or less, probably. How is this so popular? When did this come out? Must have been like 1970-something, right? 81? So Donkey Kong came to arcades in 1981, uh, but it did not come to the Nintendo Entertainment System until 1986 in North America. That said, the game was first released in 1981. I did eventually get it for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I do have it on the Classic, and it is one that I went back and I played through and, and beat. A year prior, a video game called Super Mario Brothers came out for the NES, and man, the game's really good. And it unfortunately hasn't aged as gracefully as the original Super Mario Brothers or the OG Legend of Zelda. So I'm just imagining some kid in 1986, like on Christmas, he opens his gifts and it's like, oh, dude, it's Mario on the cover. Holy shit. Another Mario game this is going to be the sickest thing of all time. And then he plugs in Donkey Kong and then do, 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 do. Wow, that opening music is just beautiful. It has that um do 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 do, 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 do. evil music at the start. Way to make it sound like a horror game. The game had cutscenes uh, from level to level, which uh, which I loved, especially the opening scene when you have Donkey Kong climb to the top and then he stomps a bunch of times, and you see the tower just kind of take on its iconic shape of the six angled levels that you have to climb and jump your way up. You uh, collect parasols and pocketbooks, um, jump over barrels. And the, the sound is abysmal on the NES. The sound effects in this game, uh, Mario has a sound every time he takes a step, and it's like a very squeaky shoe. Not good. It sounds like he has fart shoes. Mario sounds like a wet balloon fart when he moves, and that is very off-putting. See, that was a bit of a struggle. But it's good. I think the biggest detractor from this one is that it's super short, especially by today's standards, and it doesn't really offer a lot of replay value, unlike Pac-Man, which I can play for hours on end, if I have enough quarters, and if I'm bored enough. I feel like I can hear the pixels in the music. Yeah, the game is really simple. All of the stuff behind the scenes, though, that's where the story really is. So as almost everyone probably knows by now, uh, the original Donkey Kong was actually the debut of Nintendo's mascot, Mario. The game that gave birth to the most famous character in the history of video games, Mario. Uh, Of course, originally Mario wasn't a plumber. When uh, you were controlling Mario, or it was Jumpman, 
uh, at at the time. Later renamed Mario after the series fails and the Mario series takes off. In fact, he didn't. He wasn't called Mario. Donkey Kong was created by Shigeru Miyamoto in 1981 as a way to salvage the unsold arcade cabinets of Nintendo's terribly unsuccessful first video game, Radar Scope, a ripoff of Space Invaders. Oh, I didn't know Miyamoto invented Donkey Kong. That's super interesting. Uh, someone talk about that. Back before he officially had a name, he was just an overall wearing construction worker with a mustache called Jumpman. Actually, shit, I keep on calling him Mario. His name, he's not Mario in this game. He's Jumpman. Um, because he jumps real good, I guess. Though he was originally Jumpman in Japan, he didn't get the Mario moniker until he came stateside in the U.S. Uh, he didn't have a name in Japan, but in America, he was just known as Jumpman. And like I said, he was a carpenter. But with time, uh, that'd be changed to Mario. Uh, and to a plumber, and become the character we all know and love. What happened to Jumpman after Donkey Kong? He's never heard from again. He just f***ing died. Mario took his head, and he took his power. This is actually only our second Mario game on this podcast, if you count the bonus episode we did on Super Mario Odyssey a while back. It is kind of cool that both the new Mario movie and Super Mario Odyssey both included nods to both this game and Pauline. Paulina... Pauline, I want to say it's Pauline. Later renamed Paulina when she becomes the mayor of New Donk City, which was talked about in a previous episode of the Super Switch Club. She was a reporter in the Mario movie, and in Odyssey, she was the mayor of New Donk City. I guess the best thing about Donkey Kong is his guest spot in Super Mario Odyssey. New Donk City. (sighs) It's not Peach. It's the other one. I don't know. She's cute. She's got a cute pink dress on. She's got blonde hair. It's fine. But we almost never had Mario, or Donkey Kong for that matter, because Nintendo didn't set out to make a game about an Italian plumber trying to rescue his girlfriend from a giant gorilla. So let's start with how Donkey Kong made it to fruition in the first place. Because it all came down to Nintendo really struggling in the North American arcade market. They had a whole bunch of radar scope video games that just were not selling for arcades. And so they were looking for something new to put in it. And originally, Donkey Kong wasn't the original plan. When given the task, Miyamoto first wanted to make a Popeye video game. They intended to make a licensed Popeye game. But Nintendo was unable to secure the rights. Instead, it was a Popeye video game. And you don't have to squint too hard to see how this might have been a Popeye-themed game. Yeah, our simple little game of a man climbing ladders to rescue a woman from a giant ape was originally supposed to be Popeye rescuing olive oil from Bluto. So Bluto became Donkey Kong, who eventually becomes Cranky Kong. Olive oil becomes Lady, who eventually becomes Paulina. And Popeye becomes Jumpman, who eventually becomes Mario. The shape and size of Donkey Kong definitely could have been Bluto. And Pauline, Mario's girlfriend, looks like a palette-swapped olive oil. But eventually the licensing deals kind of fell through, and so Miyamoto had to change course quickly and come up with a new story. So all of a sudden it became about a carpenter whose mistreated pet ape escapes, steals Mario's girlfriend, Pauline, and climbs a construction site with her. And that is what birthed Mario. I do love the name because it just does not make, it doesn't make much sense. Oh, and I don't know if this is an urban legend or not. Uh, I was too lazy to Google, but I remember hearing that the reason it's called Donkey Kong is because the original title was Monkey Kong and that like there was a typo. I mean, yeah, I get like, it's, it's sort of a take on King Kong, but where in the f*** does Donkey come from? But I think I've also heard that maybe Donkey actually translates um, differently from Japanese. Like, there's some kind of different um, cultural meaning there. Mm. Just Donkey Kong. What a name. What a name. So, yeah, Nintendo's star character started out as a carpenter who abused his pets. I think they changed for the better. I imagine Nintendo was trying to capitalize on the marketing for the Popeye movie starring Robin Williams that was released the previous year. But alas, they could not secure the rights to develop a Popeye game, and thus Mario was born. And part of the reason they decided to go with a gorilla was actually inspiration from King Kong. Kong, the eighth wonder of the world! Of course, that association would ultimately end up causing Nintendo a lot of headaches. Because Universal would ultimately come after Nintendo after performing some regular trademark checks every year. Tiger Electronics had reached out to Universal to license a King Kong handheld, 
Uh, and as a result, they were checking their video game trademarks periodically and then decided that Donkey Kong was too close to King Kong and decided to sue Nintendo. It's also worth noting that Nintendo was actually sued by Universal Pictures, who owned the rights to King Kong back in the day, because they felt that Nintendo was ripping on their IP. Nintendo would end up winning the lawsuit, however, as a result of some good lawyering from their attorney, John Kirby. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Nintendo actually won out, showing that there was, like, literally no correlation between the two, uh, beyond there being a big monkey and uh, the term Kong. It turns out Universal, years earlier, back in 1975, had sued to gain the rights to make a King Kong remake by arguing that King Kong and its plot were in the public domain. So, of course, Nintendo argues that there's actually no trademark for King Kong that would preclude a Donkey Kong game and end up prevailing on it. And as a result of this, Nintendo gifts John Kirby with a boat named Donkey Kong, as well as end up naming the character Kirby after him. So without Donkey Kong, we never would have gotten Kirby. First time playing the game? Well, it definitely would have been in the arcade. Yeah, I played a lot of Donkey Kong in the arcade. I think my first experience with Donkey Kong was at the bar that um, was behind my grandparents' apartment when I was a kid. I grew up in New Hampshire, so we had a local arcade around the town I was living in at the time, which was called Epsom. There was an arcade in Concord. I believe it had the original like Mario game where I think you like run back and forth as Mario and Luigi and try to catch stuff or something like that. The one where you would like jump up and like hit the enemies and like pow them and it had like a series of platforms. I think that was the actual Mario Brothers arcade they had there. I really don't remember. This was like a really long time ago, probably like 30 years ago now. Oh, it's plenty of nostalgia for the game, just because it was one of the first one of the first games that I ever played at an arcade, and I didn't have a lot of arcades where I grew up. So when you went to an arcade, it was a big, a big deal. Eventually, there were no arcades in the area, and when we were troubled youth. In our late teens to 20s, we would drive to Fun Spot to play video games in the arcade. Uh, and in actually in my state is, I believe, the largest arcade, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, called Fun Spot. And they have so many of these amazing, classic, nostalgia games that you can't find anywhere. I had no idea until watching that King of Kong documentary that Fun Spot was like some sort of mecha for retro gaming that I had no concept of. That was just, that was the place that we would go to to play video games. And they're in perfect working order and they have people that come through and tweak them and make sure that they continue to operate. And uh, the original Donkey Kong Classic is one of them. And it was great because you could buy, they used Fun Spot tokens instead of quarters there. And you could buy a roll of Fun Spot tokens that were less than a quarter each, the way it worked out. And you could use the fun spot tokens in the highway toll booths, they would get red as quarters. So you could save upwards of eight cents a trip if you used your fun spot tokens that way, which is what my parents did. And then they had, I think, like a bowling game where you had to actually like roll the ball on the arcade. And then they had Donkey Kong. Yeah, and I guess our parents used to take us to fun spot when we were younger as well. And it was great. You would just get like, you know, $5 and get a f ton of uh, tokens and just go bananas in... Arcade Mecca, it's a great place. Love you, love you, Fun Spot. Hope they're still around. Hope they're still, hope they're still open. We would just like get snacks and sodas and play all the arcade games. Donkey Kong. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm here to talk about Donkey Kong. All right, so we start the game, and Donkey Kong is up the top of what looks to be some scaffolding with a Sheila in a pink dress. Is she his accomplice or was she kidnapped? We don't know, she could be on his side. There's no story and I have no manual. 
Did anyone find a manual online with the story? I think it's time to bust out the manual. Now, there isn't much to go off of with the original instruction manual. Um, I mean, it's a very simple game. Is this game timed? What are these counters up the top? I need so much help. I need a manual. I should have looked one up, but it's too late now. Operating instructions. You use the D-pad and there's literally one button. Gameplay mechanics, uh, pretty straightforward. Up, climb the ladder. Right, he runs right. Down, climb down the ladder. Left, he runs left. There's two buttons on the NES controller, but you pretty much, like you literally only use A. A button, he jumps. B button, not used. Um, Don't get hit by stuff and don't fall too far. Because uh, if you do, that's how you die. Now, if you're used to the classic Mario platformers, the controls in this game can be very frustrating because they're just real simple compared to the games that followed. As for actual gameplay, specifically the NES port of Donkey Kong available on the Nintendo Switch Virtual Console, your moves are basically you can either jump straight up and down or you can jump forward. That's about it. Uh, took a little bit because I, I, you know, it just been a while since I played it. And also Mario does not follow the laws of physics in this game. Uh, momentum is not a thing that exists. So you can like run off of a platform. And then again, you've got like years later and iterations on it. Like you can see why, like really, like if you, if you played like Donkey Kong and you see like how Mario controls and how he jumps, like you can see why he moves as he does in Super Mario Bros. And uh, in probably like every game after this, if you walk off a platform, like the speed you have in that X direction carries on even when you're falling. So you fall in kind of like an arc. You know, Super Mario Bros is like, I know it's a difficult game, but it's so much more accessible. They definitely really worked out how momentum worked in later games because it just doesn't work in this. Not in Donkey Kong, Mario drops like a f-ing sack of hammers. And I forgot that uh, when you fall, pretty much any uh, level, any any amount, uh, you you die. But then again, we're talking about an arcade machine from the early '80s. Like, what can you really expect? It's also infuriating how Mario can't survive a fall that's bigger than like two pixels. And if you miss a jump and <laughs> you you die. And you have to be absolutely precise each and every time. Also, fall damage is a thing. So so that's that's super fun. And Mario will also break his legs if he falls more than like 10 feet off the ground. Like that just makes him seem weaker than a normal human. I guess this is before Mario became Super Mario. So that tracks. I started using uh, Rewind pretty quick. What a great feature that is. If you're a fan of this podcast and want to keep this show going, help support us on Patreon, where you can unlock tons of great content like early access to ad-free episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, extended cuts, blooper reels, bonus episodes, and a chance to pick the game we play next. Join our 1UP Mushroom League our exclusive DK Island Club, or the Hylian Royal Family with the power of the Triforce. Just head on over to patreon.com slash the Super Switch Club. Link is in the show notes. Anyway, now let's get to the fun part, the storyline of Donkey Kong. So the plot of the game is, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Mario's purpose is to save Pauline, who has been kidnapped by Donkey Kong. So here's the game's description from the NES manual. Can you save Pauline from the clutches of Donkey Kong? We're at a construction site in New York City. Donkey Kong uh, shows up. He's the the villain of the game, I guess. And we have a hero carpenter, uh, originally unnamed, called uh, Jumpman. But uh, later on, we do find out it is Mario. Help Mario scale the construction site to rescue his girlfriend Pauline. Dodge the fireballs and barrels that Donkey Kong curls down the ramps and ladders to thwart your efforts. Donkey Kong kidnaps Mario's girlfriend. Uh, at the time, I think she was known as Lady. Later on, she's been renamed as Pauline. And we've got to take the role of Mario and we got to rescue her over the four different um, four different levels. Yep, that's about it. Jumpman is at the circus with his lady friend, Lady. They're wandering around DK Circus in New York City, where the Mario brothers are originally from, awing and ooing at all of the lions, tigers, and bears. Mario is probably swinging a hammer at something to make a bell ring, winning Paulina a stuffed Yoshi. Paulina probably throws some darts at balloons to win Mario a Ramon's mirror. And there's probably an elephant somewhere and some guy eating chicken in a booth. 
As they're walking around, they see a sign and realize the main event in the Big Top is about to begin and they make their way there, picking up some peanuts, cotton candy, and soda on the way, I assume. They take their seats and are just in time to see Donkey Kong, later renamed Cranky Kong's show in which Cranky Kong performs a balancing act. For said act, Cranky must balance on a barrel emblazoned with a DK, of course, while juggling pineapples and dodging flames. Now, some would say that the sun reflected off a certain plumber's wrench and right into the eyes of Cranky. Others, mainly a certain plumber, say that Cranky was just off his game that day, but Cranky fumbles a pineapple, gets hit by a flame, and falls to the ground. Humiliated, Cranky Kong looks out to the audience with tears welling in his eyes and only sees looks of pity and concern, until his eyes fall on an overall-clad patron rolling on the ground laughing uncontrollably, his date next to him covering her face in shame. Humiliated and enraged, Cranky Kong runs into the audience and snatches up the mean man's date, throwing her over her shoulders and runs to the nearby construction site, collecting all the barrels and expertly balancing them with one hand while scaling the scaffolding with his other, all the while Paulina is comfortably strewn over his shoulders. Mario pursues and attempts to scale the building to save Paulina, but Cranky was smart enough to collect all those barrels so he could use them and their contents as weapons to stop Mario's pursuit. Level 1, of course, is the one that everyone knows. The first level is the level you think of when you picture Donkey Kong in your mind. It's one of the most famous single frames of a video game ever. Donkey Kong's gameplay sees Jumpman, our jerk protagonist, jumping over barrels, dodging fire, jump springs, and for some reason pies in one level to reach Donkey Kong, who has kidnapped Jumpman's girlfriend, Lady. It has zigzagging platforms with ladders that you have to climb while DK tosses barrels down at you. For the first three levels, every time you reach the top, Donkey Kong will grab Pauline and make his way off to the next level. In rounds one and two, Mario makes his way towards Pauline in the upper part of the screen. The barrels that Donkey Kong throws at us seem to fall kind of randomly. Like some of them will just follow the scaffolding to the left and the right. Others fall straight down as if they've kind of fallen off the side of the scaffolding, but they still kill you if it like goes past you. And then some fall down the ladders. I don't know if there's a pattern to these barrels, because I didn't play it long enough to find out, but that was that was weird. Mario makes his way up these slanted red girders, avoiding all the barrels that DK is throwing down at him, climbing up ladders and making his way up to save Pauline, who's screaming her head off at the top of the construction site. I only have one choice, and that's to go up and meet Donkey Kong via some ladders. But some of the ladders are broken. Jumping over barrels as Mario makes his way to the top, where Pauline is held captive. Yeah, I'm not, all, not got all the way through. I've gotten through... Bent girders, which of course is classic. And also there's a barrel of something combustible next to me because when Donkey Kong throws his barrels down, one lands on it and a little flame dude jumps out. And that fire can right off, but uh, you know, he steadily makes his way up there. And the flame dude isn't my friend though. He bad flame dude. Um, you occasionally get a hammer that can smash stuff. The hammer is easily one of the best things about this game. I collected a hammer and then whoever I'm playing, this little uh, plumber dude, he just starts smashing the barrels that come towards us. It's so satisfying just smashing through barrel after barrel with ease. Sometimes getting a hammer that you swing up and down in front of you as you run back and forth because you cannot jump or climb the ladders with the hammer. The only problem, of course, is that you can't actually climb ladders with the hammer in hand. So you gotta wait till the hammer power runs out. The other amazing thing about this item is that it's since become a staple in every single Super Smash Brothers game. It took me way too long to realize that I thought you could jump with the hammer because of Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, no, that's a good time. You get up there, you, you know, probably game over a few times doing it anyway, because in itself, like, the controls are clunky as hell, and, and uh, Mario doesn't takes forever to leave the ground. Anyway, after some rewind abuse, I made it to the top. Um, you do this until you reach Donkey Kong, who takes the princess and runs to the next screen, and this happens over the first three screens that you play through. Then the screen just goes black and you get chucked into the next level. I suppose we didn't save the girl or whatever we were supposed to do? And it's also probably the uh, best level in the whole game. <laughs> because it's doable and it's fun. So, something I didn't remember until I was playing through again uh, this time, there's no cutscenes in in the game when you play on the NES, and I have a couple different versions. I've got, I do have the Donkey Kong, and then I've got the Donkey Kong Classic, which has this and Junior, and uh, neither one of them 
have the the cutscene. So on this on the Nintendo, I guess there's a level missing. But at the arcade, we had all, of course, all four of the different screens of this game. Unfortunately, the NES port of the game skips one of the four levels. One of the four screens from the arcade cabinet isn't on the NES version. I haven't gotten to the pie factory. Mario chases Cranky up a set of scaffolding into a pie factory. That's the pie factory in the NES version? I think the pie factory's in the NES version. That's all right. Those were um, omitted, I believe, along with an entire stage. The, um... Uh, so one with the the, the treadmills? That's not right. Uh, wh- whatever the the things, the cement factory. I think that's what it is. That's gone. So it's only the three levels and all the cutscenes are gone because uh, originally the ROM cartridges just didn't have enough memory, so they had to get rid of an entire level and the cutscenes, which had a conveyor belt type thing where you have to dodge hot pies or molten metal or cement or something. That's a real letdown. Did it break the game? Did it ruin the game? No. Uh, but personally, I, I love those cutscenes at the beginning of the game and in between each level. Getting to the second level, I realized that I may have never played past the first level as a kid because I don't recall ever seeing this before. Level two is, I think, the most challenging one because you got a lot of platforming going on with the literal platform jumping. And then you're like, yay, I did a level. And then you've got the elevators. And you're like, oh, platformers with fall damage. He can't actually make it very far. The level featured thin platforms moving up and down on cables, reminiscent of some of the gameplay in the first Super Mario Brothers. Oh, shit. Level two has some ascending platforms that if I jump to when they are too low, I die. So I rewind that and try again. Somewhat ironically, Jumpman is kind of terrible at jumping. So this part really sucks. I died a few times because I kept getting the jump button mixed up. Then I walked off the side of one of the scaffoldings and just died. So elevation can only be gained or lost by climbing ladders. Got it. I don't remember any secrets or strategies. I I remember the second level. If you timed it right, you could cut out a a good portion of the level and just stay to the, the top, I don't know, little elevators. And so you didn't have to work your way all the way down and around. Uh, that's just timing. That, uh, springboard thing on number two, you gotta time pretty perfectly. Also, DK is throwing springs at me. I immediately was getting those stress flashbacks on that level where the springs bounce around on the screen. And the trickiest part here is that you have to time it just right to avoid this weird bouncy trampoline thing that just kind of randomly flies through the level for no reason. Like, oh, fuck. Goddamn springs! You collect purses and umbrellas as you are jumping over these objects and making your way up scaffolding and in one level a pie factory. And he also seems to have thrown a handbag and a umbrella down here. Or maybe the lady just dropped them on her way up and Donkey Kong was throwing the springs down here so she could safely jump down and get them and then spring back to the top. But then I came along and just stole them. Am I the bad guy? I feel like the bad guy. I just stole a bag and an umbrella. This level is very quick to clear as none of the hazards are as challenging as the steady stream of barrels in the first level. Anyway, I made it to the top of that one easily too once I worked out just where to stand where the spring wouldn't hit me but bounce over me and then I could run up the ladder and progress up some more flights of this clearly large skyscraper that we're in and then again the screen just goes black and we get chucked into the next level. Which leads to another set of scaffolding that takes them to the tip of the building. And finally, the third level, we are climbing a simple four-story building with ladders and a few enemies that might be ghosts or something. I got to the third stage, and I don't know how to end it. The first go, I got to the top, and then nothing happened. You can pretty much climb to the top in a few seconds, but that doesn't complete the level. And there's also a couple of hammers lying about the place, and of course ladders up to each floor. I think I need to somehow get a hammer up to the top level and hammer Donkey Kong? I can't carry a hammer up there, so I couldn't attack Donkey Kong, and going up the ladder next to the chick didn't really do anything, she wasn't interested in me, so I kind of just kamikazed myself into Donkey Kong and started again. Maybe I forgot something? But, um, can't climb a ladder with a hammer, can you? But in the last level you get kind of stuck and you end up just standing there swinging a hammer wildly at nothing until the timer runs out, so... Level three is a bit different because you have to use a little strategy to avoid the fireballs. I think there was a fire dude chasing me around in here too. Maybe a couple. And that fire can right off climbing ladders. What the is he doing doing that? Oh, oh wanker. Yeah, but it's good. 
It's um. It takes me a few minutes to understand what the objective is. I think it's time to bust out the manual. And the one where you go over and you take out all the little are they what like stakes? What are they? I don't know. Anyway. So the final level, I think, just has three floors, and each floor has a couple of little blocks that disappear when you walk over them, and now you just have to jump over them. In round three, he runs on steel girders and pulls out bolts. And remove these um, bolts uh, between the girders. This time, I was just walking along a beam and just died. Nothing touched me, and I didn't fall off anything. Just dead. There must be a timer, right? If he can pull out all the bolts, the girders will fall. Donkey Kong will tumble headlong down to the ground, and Pauline will be saved. For now. Well, that explains it. Okay, third time's a chart. I figured there isn't much else to do in this level other than get hammer, turn fire blue, kill fire with hammer, jump over small blocks. I have to pull out all the bolts. There are these spots on the floor that when you walk over them, they disappear, leaving a gap in the floor. But it might be the easiest level once you once you kind of know what you're doing. On the fourth and final level, after you unhook these uh, pins. On the fourth screen, you jump over some bits on each level of scaffolding in order to collapse the scaffolding. So I do all of that, climb to the top, and then all of the scaffolding falls down. Here, Mario collapses the building on Cranky. Once you remove all of them, the building collapses. Except for the bit that the, the, the lady and I are on. Donkey Kong falls from the top, hits his head. Kong is defeated. DK falls to the ground. And DK falls down. And Mario and Pauline are reunited to live happily ever after. The top of the tower falls, and so does Donkey Kong, and then you're able to reunite with your girlfriend. The fourth level ends with Jumpman and Lady standing on opposite ends of the screen with a heart in the middle, and they're just kind of awkwardly staring at each other. Sweet, I think. For seven seconds before you're dumped right back into the first level. Wait, wait, that's it? That's the end? Mario's reunited with Pauline, they kiss, and it's back to level one in this weird existential limbo hell dimension. It just loops back to the first level? What? But yeah, that's that's it. That's the game. It seems I'm the only one who didn't know this because all of the Discord just, just laughed at me. Oh, well, at least I won, kind of. I don't feel like a winner. Saves Paulina and proceeds to imprison Cranky. Poor Donkey Kong. He was just inspecting the building with the manager. Is it Pauline? I want to say it's Pauline. And this is where Donkey Kong 1 ends. But I, I just chased them around, and I made Donkey Kong fall. Where Jumpman presumably cages him up to set up for the sequel. Sure, it could take time to really get the rhythm of the game and nail the janky mechanics, but the original game is only four levels long, and this NES port of the game is even shorter with only three levels, after which the game just repeats on a seemingly unending loop. Each time you succeed in finishing round three and saving Pauline, one loop is completed. After that, the game starts over and you are on what it calls level two. In fact, I ended up playing this game for nearly an hour, expecting something to change, or at the very least to get a fancy end credit sequence. But the game kept just repeating itself over and over again. Challenge the second loop. I never got past the second playthrough, though. And I would be lucky if I could make it to the the second rivet dropping screen. The, I guess, level two screen four. If I made it that far, that was a miracle on one quarter. I kept running out of lives by the last level and I was getting like swamped by the little flames that look like ducks. So I stopped playing there. On the bright side, though, the kill screen is like level 133 on the NES. And if I remember right, on the arcade cabinet, it's like 26 or something. As you go on, your enemies increase in number and speed. Oh, look, there's a game B. Type B. I never tried that. Give me a sec. Something I didn't notice right away, there's actually two modes to the game. Uh, game A is beginner and game B is expert mode, apparently. 
Type B starts you on the second loop. Okay, no, that doesn't work. Okay, doesn't matter. Yeah, I would just, you know, wind up getting not stuck on a ladder, but just standing there waiting for a moment that looks safe. So, uh, you just, you're going to die if you do that. You, you just kind of have to pay attention, learn the patterns and, and then go for it. Don't, uh, don't be a little, uh, scaredy Mario. I believe you get one extra life after completing all four screens. And I assume there's a kill screen somewhere, but I was never going to make it to that kill screen. Then again, that's a long time for a kill screen. You can compete with your friends by score or by the number of loops completed. On an unending barrel jumping hellscape of girders, hammers, angry gorillas, and a useless damsel screaming for help. Hey friends, how many loops did you complete? Three loops. I only got through three loops. That's a lot of levels to get through when it already takes a long time to get to the kill screen in the arcade cabinet. I've never done it. This is basically the video game equivalent of Sisyphus rolling that boulder up the hill every day or Prometheus getting his guts ripped out for all eternity because Zeus is a dick. Yeah, no, that's probably all I have to say about the game. Yeah, the game is really simple. But yeah, that's that's it. That's the game. Let's see if I got the world record. I did get a whopping 29,500 points, though, and I'm fine with that. Uh, I got 43,000 points. High score, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't really pay attention. Uh, I do, I do, always did try to grab the extra, uh, you know, little points, the parasol, the purse, you know, if I could. But uh, if I'm just playing a speed run, um, I, I'm not paying attention. I'm not just jumping over barrel after barrel after barrel to pump my score up. And the world record is, oh, up slightly higher. 1,260,070 points. That's almost 1.3 million points. Okay. That's, uh, does, does it say, does it say how long it took him to cycle through how many loops that was to get 1.3 million points? I'm guessing a bunch. I'm not that great at this game. I don't care to become great at this kind of game. It was fun to finally play an original Donkey Kong game, but it's not really fun enough that I need to play it multiple times to get high scores. I just really enjoy the documentary King of Kong. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. I play video games. It's a constant drive to be the best at something. I said I'm like the Wayne Gretzky of video games. The fact of the matter is, Bill is the best classic arcade gamer of our era. The average gamer in Donkey Kong will never get past the third elevator stage. Very difficult. It's a hard, hard game. So why should I pursue playing a piece of crap that's difficult? Maybe the level of difficulty is one of the things that appealed to me. Not a one of the scores that is there intimidates me because they won't give me my, re my videotape record. The videotape is not proof. The videotape is history. I don't know if he's playing mind games. Well, Billy Mitchell always has a plan. <laughs> Well, maybe they'd like it if I lose. I gotta try losing sometime. But the uh, the adventures of Steve Weeby, who was out of work because of the Great Recession, and then Billy Mitchell, who had all these records that, boy, there sure seems to be a lot of cheating allegations around him now. I had no idea until watching that King of Kong documentary that Funspot was like some sort of mecca for retro gaming. Was is so entertaining. And... Yeah, all of their records have fallen to other people by now. It's been 15 years. And that movie got people into speedrunning and high score challenges. But boy, did they put together a good story for that documentary. And boy, did they do a good job of making Billy Mitchell look like the villain. I don't know if it was deserved or not. Clearly, I wasn't there. But when a guy can hand in a tape, and that tape clearly has a screen tear issue, and they accept it, that's some sketchy stuff right there. That documentary helped set me on my brief period of speedrunning games. The one I got best at was Mega Man 5, my favorite Mega Man game. Oh, I did I did manage to find a recording of the world record run. Um, it took four hours. So the game that I couldn't be bothered to spend more than 10 minutes with, uh, this person spent four hours breaking the world record. That's uh, That's definitely a choice. Now it seems like everybody going for high scores and speedruns, they're streaming it on Twitch. Could you cheat it? Sure. I'm sure you could cheat it live. 
shoot, there was a f- period where people were cheating live by making it look like they were playing a game. I remember one guy, he supposedly set or got close to the Mario speedrun record. And he was eating pizza and drinking soda along the way. And there were definitely times where what Mario was doing on the screen, he was not doing in the controller. Because they were showing his hands on the controller. And it's like, why would you why would you do that? What's the point? I do think it's interesting. My understanding is that you can't fully memorize this game to, to play perfect. It seems like there's still some randomness and some some chaos that's thrown in. So that is, you know, I, I can see why it becomes sort of like a, you know, a challenge game to play. As for trivia, I guess there is an Atari Easter egg, according to uh, one of the programmers, Landon Dyer. Um, I guess his initials appear if the, if the player dies under certain conditions and returns to the title screen title screen and nobody knew about it for 26 years uh but he can't remember how to do it (laughs) he says it's there uh i've never seen it and beyond just staring at the wikipedia that talks about it i'm i'm i just played through the game i'm not going to go back and try to figure out if i can do it Uh, no it's a fun game but i'm not i'm not going to try to figure that out I did hear a rumor that if you played this enough times you got a different ending level so i wonder if anyone did that I feel like Brett might have. He seems like he would smash out those levels pretty quickly. How long did it take me to play through? I mean, there's not a. There's three levels, so uh, I didn't time it. Some somewhere around ten minutes, I think, because I did. Um, <laughs> I did screw up once or twice uh, around the second level, uh, just remembering not to fall. So yeah, seven to ten minutes, I think. I wasn't going for a high score. I was just playing through. And then I went into Donkey Kong Jr. and beat that in, uh, yeah, I get 10 minutes or less. So probably between uh, the two games, yeah, a, a whopping uh, 20 minutes. It would be boring if it was just straight up doing the patterns over and over. Yeah, there's not really much to say. So I guess that's all. But i just like to take a minute here to talk about uh, Mario's fat ass. Sorry, Jumpman's fat ass. Yeah, when you climb up the ladder, you have an animation like uh, you see the back of him because he's the ladder is closer to the background than he is. So you see him climbing up. And man, when he reaches the top of that ladder and he kind of like bends forward, like holy dude, the full moon's out. That dude's just hauling a wagon behind him at all times. Like no wonder he can jump so high. He has such powerful glutes. They only call him Jumpman because they couldn't call him Ass Man. Forget having a cake. That dude's got the whole bakery back there, man. My dude's smuggling watermelons down the back of his overalls. You know, it's kind of a weird historical fact that they had such blatant sexiness in video games, like from the earliest conception, pretty much. Yeah, Peach, don't worry about baking this guy a cake. He he already has enough. Yeah, no wonder he falls so damn fast because he's got all that extra weight he's carrying around in the back. And I guess the fall damage is just from like the sheer force of his ass hitting the ground and like turning his legs into dust. It's like dropping a bowling ball onto a Pringles can. Maybe it's not his shoes that are squeaky, but it's just the sound of his ass cheeks rubbing up against that denim. Man, my dude made a pair of overalls look like f***ing skinny jeans. Just the definition on that backside. Like, thank God age ratings weren't a thing yet or else like they wouldn't even be able to sell this in stores. So, oh my God, it's just gratuitous. Maybe they could have had songs that were longer than, like, three notes if they wasted less space on rendering this man's gigantic ass. Donkey Kong was later followed up by two sequels, Donkey Kong Jr., where Mario's actually the villain you have to play as DK Jr. to save your dad, and Donkey Kong 3, which I don't think I've ever played before. Speaking of uh, the sequel, uh, Donkey Kong Jr., that was one I did not own, but I did uh, rent from the local video store, and that was uh, another short game where you I would rent it and I would beat it, where this time Mario is the bad guy and you are trying to rescue your dad, Donkey Kong. After that, Cranky Kong's son, Donkey Kong Sr., father of the Donkey Kong we all know from the later games, races to save Cranky from Mario. It was the first appearance of Donkey Kong Jr., which, when we get later on, I guess, into the whole family, uh, it's very confusing when you go through all the different Donkey Kongs that there have been. But uh, originally, when they wanted to do the sequel, I believe 
Miyamoto wanted Donkey Kong to move around, but his sprite was too big, so they created Donkey Kong Jr. And Mario was releasing like little alligators to, to bite you, and you gotta go up and, and save your dad over three or four levels. Very similar fashion that after you complete a level, you, Mario would take Donkey Kong to the next level, and then you'd have to go and get the key, and eventually you would rescue your dad and Mario would be knocked out. Once he succeeds, they raid a guy named Stanley's greenhouse to collect some food for their trip back to the jungle. Con himself is obviously like amazing, but like, my preference really is for uh, Donkey Kong 3. A couple other sequels that I, I had seen on my NES Classic but never really played or paid any attention to were Donkey Kong 3. Are you a little bloke with a little spray dealie? And Donkey Kong Jr. Math. There's also a couple Donkey Kong Math games. And looking into it, Donkey Kong 3 looks awful. You're a, a little beekeeper, and I guess Donkey Kong is sending his bees after you, so you just have to shoot your little smoke gun into Donkey Kong's butt, and that makes him uh, crawl up the ropes, uh, and that's how you beat him. I think that one's better. That's a game. And then Donkey Kong Jr. Math, I, I, mean, I guess it's good for learning. Which I'm sure were a super fun way to learn math back in the day, but probably hold up even less than the original DK games. I never played it, uh, but it's it's there, and you can compete against a friend or the computer to do math problems. So that's, that's fun, right? Where Cranky proceeds to teach Donkey Kong Sr. math, and then together with their math skills, they relaunch the image of the Kongs so that we can get stuff like the Donkey Kong Country series and the Donkey Kong Saturday morning cartoon and that other Donkey Kong cartoon that only aired in France. The other game that I played a lot that I really did like with Donkey Kong in 1994 for the Game Boy. Worth pointing out though that the Donkey Kong game from 1994 is actually an expansion on this game. And that one I owned and had a lot of fun because you started with the original Donkey Kong, the four levels of the original arcade game, which is great. You start off with those first four classic levels and then you reach the top level, you save Pauline, and after those four initial stages, when you think that you've, um, you've won, you're hearing the victory theme, Donkey Kong actually revives, grabs Pauline again and takes off with her. But then there's like 97 brand new stages after that. And now you get this a 97 stage nine world quest each with their own unique puzzles and a world map 101 stages total to go against a uh, very large i think mutated donkey kong at the end i i forget so it's kind of like a perfected version of this game but uh th that one was a lot of fun for the game boy and now that we're getting Game Boy games on the nso library i really hope they include dk94 on there at some point because man, that was a fun game. Now, my absolute favorite thing about Donkey Kong is that it eventually inspired one of my favorite games of all time on the Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country. Hopefully we'll cover the Donkey Kong Country series later on in the Super Switch Club. Which I'm really hoping we get to sooner rather than later on the Super Switch Club. And that is pretty much all I have to say about Donkey Kong and the sequels that followed. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is the speed run, so... What else do I have to say? You got to time things, but it's it's a fun, it was a fun game to go back and play. You know what? I have to agree with that kid in Billy Madison. Donkey Kong does suck. That's it. I do, I do still think it's super boring <laughs> to do right now. But yeah, that's really all I have to say about Donkey Kong. But it's, um, yeah, it's good. Like I said, there's not much to say outside of Court Case and the original creation, uh, really being Miyamoto's first creation for Nintendo. In 2017, Donkey Kong was inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame and had some pretty good company that year. Pokemon Red and Green, Street Fighter II The World Warrior, and the original Halo Combat Evolved. It's a historical curio, definitely. But I'm sure other people have some wonderful fun memories of playing this game in arcades and on their NES at home. But alas... Not me. Yeah, for the for the early eighties, this must have been like sick as hell going to an arcade and playing this. The arcade game's better, but like even yeah, by the time the NES came out, it feels old. It's it's repetitive, you know. If I want to do kind of a mindless chill vibes game, I I, I would play something else. But I definitely wouldn't play it for my job. Well, no, 
I played I play the first level for fun. Anyways, if you like jumping over things, it's Mario's debut. He's Jumpman, not Mario. The first level is really fun, jumping over barrels. I like jumping over barrels. Big fan of jumping over barrels. Donkey Kong's throwing barrels. Sometimes they turn into the fire that chases after you. I think I'd rather play Pong against myself. It's fine. How often do people jump over barrels? Oh, yeah. Bit weird. I think this would have been a lot better if the repeating levels changed up just slightly each time. Because, like, you can go you can go play Super Mario Bros. State and you'd be like, man, this is fun. But, hey, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. People f***ing love the shit out of this game. More power to you. More power to you. Anyway, I can't really complain. I mean, you know, back in the early days of console games, this was fairly popular coming off the success of the arcade game. Or maybe if there was a bit more variety in the levels. Because once you've memorized the pattern, it's kind of a breeze. But yeah, but the rest is just... Oof. I did enjoy this game, and I would highly recommend everyone give it a crack. It only takes 10 minutes to play through, and it's got some really cute sound effects when the dude jumps. Do, 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 And the little fire guy animation is really cool too. I mean, admittedly, like, I, I'll get back to it if I manage to get to like the pie factory. I don't really remember that one. I remember first two levels and the last level. I don't really remember the pie factory very well. I remember there's pies. It's weird. Why would the, why, why would Donkey Kong go through a pie factory? It's so weird. It doesn't really offer a lot of replay value. And that's again, it's like, you know, I mean, why the f*** do I submit to this show? Unlike Pac-Man, which I can play for hours on end. I never had Donkey Kong for the NES. I did have Pac-Man though, which is basically the same time-wasting arcade game. So I... <laughs> A lot of retro games just aren't great except for nostalgia. And in this particular case, like I'm an old ass so <laughs> I, I remember being frustrated by this game in its natural environment. So it doesn't really make it conducive for me. Like, yeah, let's let's spend an hour of my gaming session reliving <laughs> the frustrations of a child. I, I'm not one to talk. I played plenty of Pac-Man in my day. Yeah, I was I was I think Time Pilot was one of the games that I really got into as a kid at the arcade. Overall, this is a fun classic game. Whether you play it in the arcade, if you have a place where you can actually be Jumpman and play it in the arcade, and then you get that fourth um, that fourth level back, and you get all the cutscenes doing the sit down Star Wars game where you could uh, it was like the it was like the vector lines. I don't know what it's called. Similar to like um, the Battle Tank one, where it's like pseudo 3D. I love that game. That was like. Two or three tokens, though, so... What am I, Richie Rich? No, I gotta play Bullshit Donkey Kong! No, I just didn't. I just didn't play it. If you have it on NES, or your emulator, or your Super Switch, whatever, you know, play that, too. Is it... Did they... Did they work... Did they work the cutscenes and the fourth level back into the Super Switch? I don't know, because I have a classic, so I'm playing on old technology. You... You new kids and your newfangled technology. Did... Do you got the goods? Maybe you do. King of Kong is even better than Donkey Kong for the NES, though. However, if you haven't played this one before, give it a go. It's a lot of fun. For a few minutes, at least. Where would I rank this uh, from former Super Switch Club games? I have no idea. Uh, I don't have a list of former games in front of me. No, I lied. <laughs> if I scroll up, I can see all the games. Well, I'm just I'm just a f***ing idiot. Where do I rank Donkey Kong in the other Super Switch Club's uh, games? Well, uh, going back and looking at what we see, uh, I never played Echo. I heard that was awful. Banjo-Kazooie, I know people liked. I didn't play that. Uh, I did play Tetris. That was that was fun. Um, figuring out what Wario would wear. Uh, that's a weird, like, Barbie clothing line game, I'm guessing. Um, I don't know. Um, Star Fox was fun, and Zelda 2 uh, was awful. So I would rank this one pretty, pretty high up. Above uh, pretty much all that other stuff. Except maybe Star Fox, just because Star Fox is awesome. Except Flippy. Hey, what's the big idea? He, he, can, he can go and die. Don't wait, no wait. You know what? Flippy, I hope he croaks. Yeah, there we go. Frog joke. Anyway, Donkey Kong. 
So with that, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to go over to Spotify uh, and give us a subscription there. It would really help us out a ton. I have been Josh, also known as Mushroom Comics, and this has been the Super Switch Club. I want to thank my fellow contributors for all their hard work and for hopefully talking about Donkey Kong the game more than I did. Okay, yeah, that's all my thoughts on um, uh, Donkey Kong, I guess. So that's it for Donkey Kong. Mostly all of my thoughts on Mario's Dumpy. I hope we inspire you to go try some older games that you might have never played before, just to remind yourself how far gaming has come. I want to thank our wonderful editors for all their hard work. And I want to thank the listeners. That's it. That's enough for me. Well, uh, thanks again for letting me contribute. Uh, not that I contributed much, but uh, till till next time, Super Switch Club um, people. Uh, Join me next time where I have <laughs> bad takes on retro games here on the Super Switch Club. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. Is that, is that, that was the thing, right? That was the Super Nintendo thing. I don't know. I'm old. I hope you guys check in next time. Uh, I forget what our next uh, game is in this speedrun season. Looking forward to talking about Streets of Rage in a few weeks. But hopefully I'll be able to jump onto it quickly. Thanks for listening. This has been Frost. I've been Elise. We'll see you guys next time for Streets of Rage 2. Uh, until next time, this was Kazlo. Take care. All right. I gotta go tend to my second spawn. Bye-bye. And I'll catch you next time for Streets of Rage 2, where I experience many streets and a lot of rage. This has been the Super Switch Club Podcast. Next time we'll be playing Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis. Has to be better neck of the dolphin. Here on the Super Switch Club. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Anyway, Donkey Kong. What do I, I got a minute. I've only submitted a minute's worth of, uh, I don't know. Let's talk about Type B. Type B starts you on the second loop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that's Donkey Kong, everyone. Have a good night. Do I... We we still talking about Donkey Kong? Is everyone's submission going to be 30 seconds long? <sighs> and that is a breakdown of the story from Donkey Kong 1 through Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Like, that shit's a jam, dude. Donkey Kong music, ass in comparison.